everything's changed forever. A revolution to create the future. And the future is pro wrestling. So, are you ready? Welcome to the Ultimate Pro Wrestling Podcast, a show by and for all wrestling fans. Whoever you cheer for, whatever you support, we are pro wrestling. We are the angle. Leave it to the WWE to end this monumental week in professional wrestling with WrestleMania caliber heat. Brock Lesnar, after nearly 20 years in the business, is the most hated man in sports entertainment today. What started Monday night destroying and brutalizing Rey Mysterio and his son Dominic to defeating Kofi Kingston in under 6 seconds with only one F5. The headline at the end of this historical week the brand new reigning, defending, undisputed WWE heavyweight champion of the world, Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Angle. I am your host, Joey Carney, and what a week it has been in the world of professional wrestling. The most historic week we've ever experienced, ever. From start to finish, this week has been everything and more. It has been the wrestling fan's dream. We now have live wrestling every day of the week, Monday through Friday, televised live wrestling. For fans like me, like I said, it has been a wrestling fan's dream to have wrestling every day of the week. But for for people who are not wrestling fans, they now have an opportunity five days out of the week, five opportunities to become a fan of wrestling. And that is to the wrestling fans is the best thing out of all of this. A bigger wrestling community, more people to connect with, more people to go crazy with. Just overall, what a time to be a pro wrestling fan. And this does not include what these wrestling companies plan to do on social media. We see it from WWE now. We have 24-7 championship segments on their YouTube channel. We see it from AEW, especially AEW, with Being the Elite, a YouTube series basically developing characters, which we see on live, we get to see on live television now, which leads me to the breaking news earlier today. Breaking news out of AEW. Starting next week after Dynamite, exclusively on their YouTube channel, All Elite debuts AEW Dark. This will be a show where we get to see the matches that were not televised. So we get to see dark matches from AEW. Something I've noticed with fans is that they love to see content that's not aired anywhere else. When I go to live shows and I post videos of dark matches or segments that aren't aired, Twitter goes wild. So this is just another way AEW plans to do it differently than most other companies. But what I'm really interested to talk about right now is the debut of Friday Night SmackDown last night on Fox, which was one for the ages. The opening segment with Stephanie Vince coming out on the stage and welcoming the world with that awesome intro, that WrestleMania-caliber stage, and that pyro. What a time it is to have the return of pyro. And to me, it felt like WrestleMania. The man, Becky Lynch, opened the show to a huge pop, as she always does, But what followed presented itself as a WrestleMania moment. The return of the great one, the people's champion, 
the highest paid actor in Hollywood today, Dwayne Rock Johnson made his return home to the brand he created, SmackDown, with the help of Becky, and they completely annihilated Baron Corbin. Now, some say Baron was Baron Corbin was buried, but at the end of the night, Corbin was featured in a Fox Sports top moment. So take that as you may. Uh, last night, we saw a show developed and organized as a WrestleMania. The opening segment was unforgettable. Period. Just unforgettable. Something you would see at the beginning of a WrestleMania. The latter match between Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens was okay. Um, it, it wasn't extremely exciting. It was okay. And I say that because it was exactly what we had expected to see. Shane spot off the turnbuckle to the outside, coast to coast in the ring. And don't get me wrong, it's incredible to see Shane do all those moves every time. It's just very predictable to see. And the only holy moment I can say that was that was a spot on the outside or to the outside when Kevin Owens jumped off the top rope onto Shane through the ladder with the frog splash. Now, Shane's face told the entire story. The man couldn't breathe. He was gasping for air. But it's a new day on SmackDown because Shane McMahon is officially fired. Whatever that means. Uh, I guess for the time being, we will not be seeing much of him going forward with the new uh, the new era of SmackDown on Fox. Now, the matches this week on SmackDown were a little under the word okay. The Four Horsemen match uh, was decent, but we saw it a few weeks ago on Raw with the same finish, Charlotte Flair getting the win over Bayley, uh, before being a pin, this week being a tap-out. And breaking news coming out of that segment... <laughs> At Hell in a Cell on Sunday, it will be Bailey defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair. But back to what we saw last night, that eight-man tag team match. Where did that even come from? It was basically all Raw superstars, and the only entrance we saw from the eight superstars was from Braun Strowman, who after last night has become a laughingstock. He's become a gimmick. At least in my eyes. He's taken the role of a big show later in his career. And planting the seeds for a future match against Tyson Fury. A match, if we do see, should be kept for WrestleMania. But knowing WWE, they'll probably waste it overseas at Crown Jewel. But something that really bothered me was that the WWE promoted this event as obviously the debut on Fox. But also the 20th anniversary of SmackDown. With stars like The Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, Sting, Goldberg, all to be on the show. And we only saw The Rock. Yeah, we saw Hall of Famers like Trish and Lita, Goldberg, and Mark Henry sitting ringside. But that's not how the WWE portrayed this event to be. That was disappointing. Really disappointing. We saw more from the Raw reunion a few months back than we did last night on the debut episode on Fox. But that match between Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura could have been one of the main events. It was quick, it was rushed, and it never even finished. The Freem Bray Wyatt attacked Seth for maybe the third or fourth week in a row, doing the exact same thing we've seen. The Mandible Claw, choking him out, making him freak out. Now, I'm high on the Fiend character, but at this point, it's already getting boring, and fans are starting to boo. And if you don't agree with me, go 
watch back or go rewatch Raw or SmackDown uh, from this week. But what most fans are talking about now is is that dramatic ending to SmackDown, which was completely intended. There were reports that the main event lost time, the show ran on too long, which is why the match was only six seconds. But come on, people. Kofi Kingston has had one of the best title runs we've seen in years. And it was taken off of him like that to create heat, especially on Brock Lesnar, which is now why Brock is the most hated performer in sports entertainment. I ran a poll earlier in the night on Twitter asking fans what would happen in the main event. And the options were uh, Kofi retains, Lesnar wins the championship, Cain Velasquez debuts, and the other option was other. Uh, And the winning option was Kofi retaining. Uh, Then the other, most people thought, they clicked other, most people thought that Mysterio would, would interfere which I thought about before remembering that this is a show on Fox. Fox is known for having the UFC, and showcasing a few like Lesnar versus Velasquez would create buzz and raise ratings like never before. Now let me just explain to you the ending of that show. The shock value that was created is something that the WWE has longed for for a long, long time. I think the last time we saw something shocking like this was a few years back when when Goldberg defeated Lesnar in under a minute. Since then, we haven't had anything so sudden and shocking. And for it to go to Kofi Kingston, fighting for 11 years to get his shot at the WWE Championship, finally winning, having that WrestleMania moment, and having one of the best title runs we've seen in the modern era, I would say. And to lose it in under six seconds. My jaw dropped, dropped. I think everyone watching live in the crowd and on TV, everyone's jaws dropped. It was a moment in time where everything stood still besides Lesnar and Heyman laughing in the ring, raising up his newly won WWE championship. Now, there are fans out there who are upset about this. They started a, a, a hashtag, hashtag Kofi deserves better. And if you think about it, because of this, because of the way it was done, it created such buzz, not only for Lesnar, but Kofi as well. It needed to happen like this to create the heat that it has created. Now the question arises, when is is there going to be a rematch? Since there are only four matches as of now announced for Hell in a Cell, will we see a rematch for the WWE Championship at Hell in a Cell between Brock Lesnar and Kofi Kingston? Will we see Brock Lesnar defend the WWE Championship against Kane Velasquez? Will he defend it in a triple threat between Kofi and Kane? There are a lot of questions regarding this situation, but WWE did did the job and they did it well with creating the buzz, creating the wow factor, the shock factor. The end of the week, like I said at the beginning of the show, the end of the week, this historical week, the headline is Brock Lesnar is the new WWE champion. Now another question to think about. What did Brock Lesnar do to earn this opportunity? Because the last we saw of him, he lost the Universal Championship to Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. Now I'm always saying how WWE rushes things, how sometimes it feels overly rushed in storylines. But if you look back just a few months ago, when Brock Lesnar became Mr. Money in the Bank, the Beast in the Bank, 
He put out a hit on both Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins. And that was only a few months ago. And now he has defeated both of them for their respected titles. And lost one of them. But at the end of the day, he's defeated both of them. I do want to make a reference to a tweet that came out earlier from Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, He tweeted out, If you are upset with an outcome in wrestling, that is the point. Hashtag heat. And piggybacking off of that tweet, I do want to take a minute and pay tribute to Brian Pillman on another anniversary of his passing. Now, if you were to put him in the middle of today's era of wrestling, he'd be on the top of the mountain. But my question to you is, where would he be? Would he be in WWE? Would he be in AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling? Would he be in Impact Wrestling or maybe even the NWA? Let me know on Twitter at The Angle Radio where you think Brian Pillman would be today. Uh, Just imagine him on social media and how groundbreaking it would be. It's a scary thought, uh, but it'd be groundbreaking. Again, rest in peace to Brian Pillman. The wrestling world misses you. Now, I do want to take a quick break, but when we come back, we are going to jump into the new Wednesday Night War between NXT and AEW Dynamite. We'll be right back. What's up, Angle fans? Have you followed our social media pages yet? You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Angle Radio for your full, all-access backstage pass to everything pro wrestling. Once again, that's at The Angle Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now back to the studio. What's up, Bengal fans, and welcome back to The Angle. I am your host, Joey Carney, and we are about to jump into the Wednesday Night War, the newly formed war between AEW and NXT. Now, I know you've heard all about it already, but The Angle is just that. We cover all angles of every situation, and that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to talk about every angle surrounding the Wednesday Night War. NXT was a solid show all around. Most times it felt like a takeover event, which is a vibe in itself. But match of the night, hands down, was the NXT championship match between Adam Cole and Matt Riddle. I enjoyed the women's championship match, and I also enjoyed the tag team championship match. But like I said, these matches felt like a takeover event. A significant match that I thought was significant Uh, was Johnny Gargano versus Shane Thorne because we saw character development within Shane Thorne. Now, coming off a run as a tag team star, it typically is difficult for superstars to find light on their own. We've seen this done with Edge, Christian, the Hardy Boys, and the many more. But it also is very difficult to branch off and be a successful singles competitor. This is where AEW Dynamite scored, in my opinion. We saw development in every character from Sammy Guevara, MJF, Adam Page, and even the debuting Jake Hager. In that opening match between Cody and Sammy Guevara, we saw Sammy get heat. And that was the point. We saw MJF claim that he is better than you, that he is a bad guy in AEW. We saw Adam Page, Pac, the the debuting Jake Hager, all make an impact, whether in a match or a segment. And at the end of the show, we saw a f- almost like a faction being created. I'm not sure if we're going to see a faction. We're going to see the, the elite versus the anti-elite. I don't necessarily think that's what we're going to see. But I do 
know that this ending segment was to create the, the line in the sand between the heels and the faces of AEW. Now, being that it was the debut episode of AEW, they needed to develop their characters. The only other way we've seen that done is through their YouTube channel or previous events, but that's only a handful. And now for the overall perception of the show in general, AEW outdid NXT 100%. If you had two TV screens side by side, one airing NXT and one airing Dynamite, you're looking at Dynamite and saying, holy, this is awesome. Now, NXT fans are in a class of their own, but so are the AEW fans. And you have to keep in mind, NXT holds its show at Full Sail University at their stadium there. Now, Full Sail holds between 500 to 800 fans, opposed to AEW's show, which sold out at nearly 15,000 people. That's a big difference in perception, sound, and the overall vibe. And it created a more... a more fun show, a more exciting show. And Tommy Dreamer made an excellent point on the Busted Open podcast where he said that if Vince were to watch Dynamite and NXT side-by-side, things would soon change for NXT. He changed the venues from Full Sail because perception is everything. He made the comparison back to the Monday Night Wars years ago where Raw, Nitro, and uh, ECW had sold-out crowds, but ECW was in a smaller venue. Perception is everything, and AEW looked bigger and badder. And I can't argue with that. I don't think anybody can. AEW, their perception on their debut episode excited everyone. Now, when it comes to the quality of the matches we saw on both shows, I have to give it to NXT. They were real wrestling matches, whereas AEW were more storytelling. AEW Dynamite felt old school and gave me nostalgia back to the WCW days, even a newly developed SmackDown back in the 2000s. But both shows were absolutely amazing. And like I said on previous shows, let's talk six months from now. This shows, this week's shows were developed to outdo the other, and it was a very close comparison. But in my opinion, I enjoyed NXT more. And I'm not knocking AEW because I love that show as well. I popped when Finn Balor returned back to NXT. And especially at the end of the show when Tommaso Ciampa returned and creeped up on Adam Cole. I got goosebumps. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. And I didn't get that with AEW. And at the end of the day, AEW obviously defeated NXT with 1.4 million viewers opposed to nearly 900,000. But seriously, at the end of the day, what a time to be a pro wrestling fan. Now, I want to jump into a new segment that we've added to the show. It's called Read Tweets. And that's where we read some tweets from fans online uh, on Twitter. So we're going to start right now with Read Tweets. This first tweet is from at Jesse7893. And they wrote, The Man with the Legends. Segment with Edge. Check. Segment with Triple H. Check. Segment with John Cena. Check. Show with Steve Austin. Check. Segment with The Rock. Check. When the hashtag man comes around, she is a pure gem. Hashtag the man. At Becky Lynch. 
This next tweet comes from at Flash Craze, and it's in reference to the main event, the WWE Championship match between Brock Lesnar and Kofi Kingston. So at Flash Craze said, that match lasted just as long as the lower third Ghost Recon ad did. Hashtag SmackDown. This next tweet is from at Casey Flynn 17854. And Casey predicted that Cain Velasquez was going to debut. So Casey wrote, oh, yes, what a signing for AEW by getting Jake Hager. And mark my words, WWE is going to counterattack that signing by signing Cain Velasquez. Because WWE is going to say, okay, since you got Jake Hager, we will sign Cain Velasquez. Because I know them, that's how they will do business. Great call by Casey Flynn. This last tweet comes with some breaking news. Breaking news out of WWE. The Mae Young Classic is returning for the third consecutive time starting in November. So the last tweet is in regards to the return of the Mae Young Classic. And it's from at Tyson Arnold 97. They wrote, with the announcement of the third Mae Young Classic, your winner is Tegan Knox. There is no other winner. Dakota Kai beats Shayna Baszler, and Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai happens as the post-Shayna era. And how exciting would that be to see? And hopefully that all goes down. Now, I do want to thank everybody for their tweets this week. Keep them coming. We want to engage with you. You can tweet us at The Angle Radio. Any comments, questions, concerns, anything regarding professional wrestling, if it's something that we think the world should hear, we will read it out on retweets. So keep those tweets coming, and thank you again for another segment of Read Tweets. Now before I end the show, I want to throw out some questions in the form of a rant to you, and maybe you can help me answer them. You can tweet me at The Angle Radio on Twitter and kind of help me fill in the blanks to these questions that I have regarding what we've seen thus far. So the first question I have is, where the hell is Renee Young? She was announced as part of the SmackDown announce team, yet she was not even seen on SmackDown last night. Now the second question I have is why is Tom Phillips calling NXT UK? This man is the future voice of WWE. Retire Michael Cole, let him stay backstage as a producer. Put Tom Phillips on SmackDown with Renee Young and Corey Graves. That would be a mega commentary team. I'm all in for it. Unfortunately, I guess the WWE's not. So where or why is Tom Phillips calling NXT UK? My third question is, is SmackDown considered the A show now? From what we've seen thus far after this week, SmackDown has a huge new stage. Uh, nothing comparable to what we saw on Raw. Uh, and also the show in general was a bigger show feel. So the question is, is SmackDown considered the A show now. The last and final question is a really up to you question. Do you have hope for WWE after the draft? From what we've seen this thus far, I'm kind of disappointed. I want to know if you feel the same or if you feel different. You can tweet us at the angle radio. Answer all these questions. We want to stay engaged with you. Now just to fill you in on some updates regarding the show and what we have planned. On Sunday, this Sunday, Hell in a Cell, The Angle is hosting their Hell in a Cell pre-show at 5 p.m. live on our YouTube channel. That's at The Angle Radio. We'll be highlighting 
all the matches that are going down, which are only four at the moment. So I'm not sure if there are going to be any more matches announced. But right now, we have four matches to talk about. We're going to talk about all the stuff leading up to those matches. Basically, we're going to go, we're going to run down the entire card for Hell in a Cell. We're going to give our match predictions. And guess what? If you engage with us, if you give us some sort of input, we will send you uh, some merchandise or a Funko Pop of your WWE Superstar. Whichever happens to be in our possession, we will send you as long as you engage with us. Our next event after the Hell in a Cell pre-show will be on Friday, October 11th. The WWE Draft. The angle is going live for the first time ever on two platforms, live on Twitter and uh, YouTube. We will be doing our own live WWE Watch Party, where we will be doing our own mock draft. If you engage with us, if you retweet our post about the draft, we will include you in our mock draft. We will put your Twitter handle on the Tron. We will show which brand you've been drafted to. And the best part about it, we'll send you a draft shirt. Whether that be Raw or SmackDown. Whichever brand you're drafted to, we will send you a Raw or SmackDown draft shirt. Like I said, the only way to be involved in that draft is to either retweet our post and interact with us in some capacity. If you tweet us, if you answer a, uh, answer a tweet that we put up, uh, send us a DM. Whatever some sort of engagement you send us, we will add you into our own draft. There will be special guests from other shows. We will have contests. It's going to be a fun time. That's all going down at 7.30 p.m. live on Twitter and YouTube. The Angles WWE Live Watch or Draft Watch Party. Now, if you live under a rock and you don't have social media, you can check our our website, theangleradio.com, for any updates regarding anything about the show, our roster, how to become a part of our roster, any events, our latest episodes, merch coming soon. Everything about The Angle is on theangleradio.com. I feel like we had a really productive episode. We talked about a lot of stuff. And of course we did because it's been the most historic week in wrestling history. I'm excited for the future. I'm optimistic about the future. That's the best thing about being a pro wrestling fan. It's like a relationship. You may go through rough patches, may have some arguments, but you never stop loving that person. And like us wrestling fans, you never stop loving professional wrestling. As bad as it gets sometimes, you will never stop loving professional wrestling. So I'm staying optimistic for the future. I hope you are too. And for now, I'm your host, Joey Carney, and this has been The Angle. And before you go, remember that The Angle is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Rate us and leave a review, and we'll read it live on the air. See you on the next episode.